testing, testing. Hey, I hear you. I hear you. Let's go. Okay. Hi. What's up? How you guys doing? Doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. This daylight savings really got me for a loop. I forgot it was a thing. I'm not gonna lie. Well, overall, doing good. Um, so I guess without further ado, we can just get it started. So I'll do a quick intro. Um, so we are TMDC. Um, today we're doing our Black Women Voices Reclaiming Our Knowledge series. Um, this idea was sparked by the Allison Walker quote cited in Patricia, Patricia Hill Collins' Black Feminist Thought. Um, in the section of the book, um, Collins, it details how the suppression of Black women's knowledge production is another tool of oppression. Um, where it's a where suppression is via the exploitation of Black women's labor, um, essential to U.S. capitalism. But the political dimension of oppression has denied African-American women the rights and privileges routinely extended to white male citizens, and also via controlling images applied to Black women. Um, she also details how the identity of being a Black woman creates an intersectional identity um, where the realities of sexism and racism are inextricably linked. Um, and provides Black women with a very unique and powerful lens on the world and humanity. So in an act to counter the suppression of Black women voices, uh, we have the Black Women Reclaiming Our Voices series, or Reclaiming Our Knowledge series, uh, where we're starting to reclaim the knowledge of Black women throughout time to both decolonize history and curate our own collective history. Um, so today, we'll embark on that journey by reclaiming the knowledge of Miss Lauren Hill. Um, we have a couple questions we're going to be going through her catalog, talking about different songs, or just her impact on just like the Black feminist canon more generally. Um, but to kick it off, I guess everybody would go around and introduce yourself really quick just in case people yeah. haven't. Um, I guess I'll go first. I am Zach Mega. I do all the graphic design at TMBC. Um, and yeah, creative director, I guess, would be my role. Uh, living in Boston, working as a marketing coordinator, and yeah, happy to be here. I love this album. Love talking about music, so should be should be a good time. Where was good, Zach? Uh, I'm Jakai, and I guess Marvel would be co co moderator and educator for TNBC. Yeah, um, I'm just excited to talk about Lauren Hill. To be honest with you. Oh yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I'm Adriana. Um, where's my phone? I'm president of the National Black Cooperative and founder. Um, and yeah, I guess let's just get into it. So I think a good question to start is, what was your first like touchstone with Lauren Hill? Like, how did you first get introduced to her? Um, her music. Um, what's like your kind of the first song? Like, I think got you like. Um, yeah, like oh man, I it's it's kind of wild because like i was looking at i was just like doing the little like wikipedia you know run through and like seeing you know this just the actual like making of the album and, like when it was made it was made in like 1998 so it was like made the year i was born um and it still was like so super available and relevant you know by the time like i really started exploring my taste musically like and the same with like the fujis you know like it was like I don't know. It, it just, it was like an album that had always been there. You know what I mean? It was just ready for me to pick up at some point. And I think, I'm trying to forget. I, mm, I think, you know, 
doo-wop that thing was probably the one I heard first. It was just like, I feel like I heard it. I don't know where I heard it, to be honest. Like I said, it was it was just an album that was there always. Like, it's just always an album. And, like, you know, 20 years later, it's still just as relevant, which is wild. I don't know about you, Jukai. Um, similar, for sure. I mean, dang, I actually didn't know it came out like that long ago. I know. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. 98, bro. That's crazy. That's, that's dumb funny. Um, but I would say, I mean, I feel like I've always loved, like, older R&B um so i feel like a lot of that was definitely through my mom so i feel Mm -hmm. like lauren hill was just like always in the mix along with like people like mary j blige like alicia keys um and i feel like the first song i heard by her was definitely doo-wop as well um also i remember my mom also would tell me how like uh the song to zion she would i guess like sometimes like okay so when she was pregnant with me she would sing that to me but like oh, play yeah. Zion with like Jakai. Um so I, yeah, like Lauren Hill definitely is special kinda like just because of that as well. Mm-hmm. Facts. I love that. I think I first discovered Lauren Hill. So my mom was big Lauren Hill, Fuji fan. Um so my dad, but I think it was more so my mom. And I first was introduced to her. I, I I'm not totally sure if this is true, but I feel like it was through the Fujis and it was through Ready or Not. And the reason why I have like special connection to Ready or Not because like when I was in middle school I literally every day before I went to the bus stop I would like play that song and recite lyric for lyric yeah I was like then it was just like a part of like my ether I guess and then also Sister Act 2 like when she was in that I don't know if you guys seen Sister Act 2 but she was in that movie oh my god she just gave me life like I was obsessed with Lauren Hill for like a good spin of like my childhood but I would say that's probably like the point of where like I Started to like knew who she was and she started having. Um, but yeah, going into the next question is how has Miss Lauren Hill added to the canon of like black feminist thought? And thinking about like the Alison Walker quote, people do not throw away their geniuses, and that if they're thrown away, it is our duty as artists, scholars, and witnesses for the future to collect them again for the sake of our children if necessary, bone by bone. And thinking about like her critical sensibilities on the world, how she touched on like various different topics in her music, um, mm-hmm. and in some of the things she chose to um to to talk about and explore. So like, how has she added to that canon via her like music and her movies and just her art? And stuff? Yeah, um, that's a big question, but you know, I will say that like the. What I like or what I love about this album, I'll say, um, that I feel like nowadays is more and more rare is, like, the central theme that, like, runs throughout the whole project, like, the cohesiveness, like, you know, the skits, obviously, like, are iconic, you know what I mean? And um, just the focus on relationships and love and learning about love and, like, making mistakes, that's, like, such a timeless topic to talk about. And once again, in my in my little, like, research today, how old do you think she was when you wrote that? When, like, she did the album? Was she, like... I know she had to be young. I feel like she was young. Like, I'm gonna guess, like, 19? Yeah, right. she was 22. But she was, like, uh, she was 22. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, the, like, the story of her, like, you know, becoming pregnant, obviously, like, with Zion, and it being her first child, and, like, the relationships she had, and, like, the, you know, the... 
when she was touring with the Fugees and all like, you know, she's so young and like all this stuff and like for her to take all of that and then, um, and then make this album is just, it makes so much sense. And that's what, you know, like true artists do is they take their experiences and they like interpolate them. Like, and obviously she did it through sound and it's like, I don't know, so many of these songs like touch on, you know, that central theme in like different ways, you know what I mean? Like the pain, the joys of like um, motherhood and childhood and like just, I don't know. So there's so much here. Like listening to the album again today, it was just like, damn, there's really not a single skip on this entire album. You know what I mean? And like she just goes through such a range of emotions and such a range of like, um, like sounds like obviously very reggae you know inspired but like they're just she's so it's just like i don't know it's it's nuts like she's so talented and just i think captures you know the like the essence of like a young woman going through like experiencing like love for the first time and like trying to figure it out and all the you know all the things that come with that you know it's such a stressful thing and you know for her to for her to capture it so well is super impressive. Um, I don't know. You guys got anything else to say about that? Nah, bro. You hit. You definitely hit. Like I think, like major points. Um, for for um, and also dropping knowledge as well on us. Uh, I don't know. Like I feel like, honestly, when it comes to, I think what Miss Lauren Hill is doing is really walking us through. I think honestly just radicalism for real just in, like every song is just so radical like the things that she is saying even like now would be kind of like also can i feel considered even like just radical just taking agency and really walking us through her pain but her, also her love and the relationship between even just like love and pain love and relationships love for her son like as i was mentioning i mm-hmm. think that really she's showing us really i think a layer of black like womanhood and black feminism Mm -hmm. in a way that i definitely couldn't even understand like listening to this like what maybe even like a year ago would have like i would have had a totally different perspective um And yeah, each song is definitely like essential and I think like really important as well as she's telling like a narrative, a reoccurring narrative. And also, like you said, like the skits also adding like just a unique layer to it as well. They tie in so well, you know, to like the whole theme of the album. Like it's the miseducation of Lauren Hill, you know, it's about her learning and like the having like those kids in the classroom like learn about love is such like the perfect like juxtaposition to her learning about her love and dealing with that in her life and it's just i don't know it's like a perfect album you know and we're obviously not the only ones who agree with that like there it's she's won like so many awards for this and it's you get recognized by like you know, actual, like, institutions, whether I agree with those institutions in general, like, this is an album that transcended all of that, you know? Um, yeah. Incredible. I definitely agree. I feel like when I think about this album, like, going back to what you said about, like, the title, like, the mis- miseducation of Lauren Hill, and thinking about, like, the point in time that she was in, like, 98, she was pregnant, giving, like, going to give birth to her son, 
thinking about like it's very mat- a maternally introspective right like yes uh, like you can tell that she's coming from like in um the fujis she was still young like she had her lived experiences you know be like they're thinking about like those critical sensibilities um that like john was talked about in this book about like growing a black person in america and not necessarily being able to like live carefree like you know like inherently injustice is happening even though you may not be able to like describe it necessarily in a like concrete way like you know stuff is happening and i think um in this album particularly like she's able to not only take in those like identify those injustices but related back to like motherhood and a really cool way of thinking about like black women and black women and their histories like through educating being educators and like socializing in the family and it's different things she talks about in this so you think about like let me see you think about like lost one she talks about like socioeconomics she talks about like um being the the like orator of her own emancipation right like being the person mm-hmm. to take, take have agency over her life she talks about like um wisdom is better than silver and gold and she talks about how hypocrites always like to play in the sand and she's like like thinking about like the same people that want to have these arguments want to be contrary you think about today like the people that are like on that those extremes like they have these talking points, but they don't really have any type of like substance, you know? So they just mm-hmm. rather play in the sand, talk to the core of the argument. And they're like talking about a liberation. And that's like the first record, like we're the first record off the song, or even in her intro, where like they're calling everybody's name and she's absent and thinking about like being absent in school, being a black woman, what that means, like truancy, being like that, being cr- Like, I don't think I necessarily got all that with like just going to what Jakai said when I was younger. But oh, yeah. Then, like, as I grow up and you, like, go back, there's different things you identify. It's like, yo, she, and thinking it, like you said, she's only, like, 22 is wild to me. Or even, like, ready or not, I realize now, like, probably what I was doing was almost, like, an affirmation. I didn't think of it like that then, but, like, when I was listening to it every day before school. But, like, listening to ready or not gave me, like, so much empowerment. Like, I would go to school confidence, <laughs> like, every day. I would be, like, so hype. I'm, like, I'm ready to start the day. And, like, thinking about, like, she said, I play my enemies like a game of chess. I was like, I was hyped. It got me very hyped. So, and I think just, like, being able, as a woman, being, like, a Black woman, having, like, that unadulterated confidence in, like, any situation and being able to, like, challenge other people, it's particularly, like, the patriarchy, because, like, being a woman, you're supposed to be, like, you know, gender roles, you're supposed to be subdued, you're not supposed to, you know, especially a Black woman, a strong Black woman, angry Black woman, to, like, be in opposition is to be, like, kind of identified as a threat. And her being like, nah, like, I'll be Nina Simone and definitely can't, like, like I'm, I'm going to say what I need to say and I'm still going to be better than the rest of you and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, I think there's something definitely empowering about that. No, absolutely. I think, yeah, you said it perfectly. I mean, these songs, like, when you're younger, it's the musicality of them and just, like, you can, like, her her voice and her lyrics, you know, just the rhythm of the album itself, like, that's what, I'm sure attracted everyone when they were younger, you know, and, but it's, it, you know, it proves why the album is such a classic. Cause there are so many themes, like, you know, dense threads that connect all of these songs and like, they have such iconic titles, you know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, what, let's, what is it? When it hurts so bad is such like that song to me, like, Oh my gosh, I listen, I listen to that song a lot. Like, uh, every ghetto, every city is another one that, like, you know, just ah, she like those 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 songs. They they have like, I don't know, they have staying power. You know what I mean? Like they're just 
I don't know. They're amazing. They're like pillars that hold up the whole like temple that is this album. And it just, I don't know, even the track listing, like, I don't know. Sometimes I nerd out about music a little bit, you know what I mean? But like, when you look at how it's structured, like I noticed that like everything is everything, amazing song, but it's right after nothing even matters, you know? And it's like, you know, what is she saying there about that? You know, like she's having these mixed emotions and different perspectives on things. And yeah, but she kills every single song on this and it's super super crazy impressive can i throw can i throw just a couple more stats because i like looked up the stats and i was like damn um the album debuted at number one on billboard it sold over four hundred and twenty thousand copies in the first week which is like what you know uh it broke the record for the first week sales by any female artist period um and at the forty first Grammys, uh, she earned ten nominations and she won five. So if you've seen that like iconic photo of her like holding all those Grammys, you know, like that's that's the one night, you know, and it's like it's one of those things where it's like she hasn't made another album since then. Um, and I think this is the point that like ties into you know black women and empowerment of black women is that she was on top of the world when this album dropped and after the tour and people were obviously ready for her to like ascend stardom wise, you know, in the music world to like make more music, do more tours to produce, you know, as you know, this country makes people do. Um, But this is for her, she was more focused on her family. You know, she made the decision you know, like you can hear it in the songs that she, you know, is so excited to be a mother and wants to put her full effort into being a mom and taking care of her family. And she turned down like probably who knows what millions of dollars, billions of dollars to like just set her career aside and, you know, not let anybody force her to like do that uh, and take her own agency in saying, I don't want to make another album. This is, you know, you know she made the album for her you know more than anybody else you know it inspires like probably a generation of people but like she was like no i I, there was a reason why i made this album i was at a point in my life i needed to get this out you know she had dealt with like uh writer's block in the past but when she was making this album that wasn't the case because it was so like true to her and for her to like turn down probably one of like potentially the biggest careers in music period ever. I mean, she still is. That's the thing. Like this album alone, like puts her on, you know, such a pedestal with other incredible artists, but she turned down, you know, I I can't even imagine what to just be with her family and to like take time to do that. And it's, yeah, it says a lot. It says a lot about her. So, yeah. Definitely. Like the powering, like I think I think back to like our other episodes, like podcast episodes, but like the power of saying no, like in the face yeah. of all that, like the the ability to consciously be like this, I want something that feeds back into me, and this isn't feeding into me anymore. And like taking the active choice transition and thinking about it, because I feel like she has a very anti-capitalist lens, especially in her music. Um, and I feel like going to what you said, Zach, like that that choice feeds into that. But you, I don't know if you wanted to. I don't want you want to add anything. Else, but... Oh no, no, please keep going. No, I'm not letting it for right now. Um, I mean, honestly, you got I've... a favorite? <sighs> I know favorite. I see D'Angelo on here, and I know you're a D'Angelo. <laughs> ah, he's calling me out. Oh, yeah. 
That's a fact. Um, honestly, yeah, everything is everything. Woo. Okay, that's probably like my favorite song on the album. I'm not even gonna hold you because, yeah. like, phenomenal. Actually, I'm sorry. Scratch that. Scratch that. <laughs> Nothing even matters. Right. Like it was the first time I heard a song that was just really speaking on some like yeah like really at the end of the day like what is sort of like all this is super what's my word it's like all this is like in a sim, like a simulation you know what i'm saying like none of this really matters like we give this importance because society has deemed this importance or we give this power because society has like deemed this power but like nothing she's saying like nothing really even mattered like at all I'm saying, and it's played with like such a beautiful, simplistic melody too. Um, and then you got D'Angelo, like, come on, it's just really adding to it. That's like just more of the music part, but um, that's really what I take away from like that song specifically. And I think that's really what, like, why it's my favorite because to me, it goes on. It touched upon like what I was saying earlier about that in itself being so radical. Like, I don't think I've ever really, ever really heard a song even in comparison to that. That's really even touching on something as powerful or so radical as that, as to really just say like how we are really giving all of this power, even like, even going back to the conversation, like capitalism, you know, like we're giving like monetary, like print out money, like value and really has absolutely like none, you know what I'm saying? Like in the grand scheme of things. And I just think that is something that's so powerful. And I think that's really why I play the song like super often too. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that one is amazing. There's every song, like this album is a classic. This album is really a classic. Yeah. And it honestly has the gifts. Like this will be played for a really, really long time. Timeless. I think I just want to add one thing. Like I was talking about the, um, the nothing even matters to everything is everything. And like the, you know, the dichotomy of those two, because like she starts everything is everything with everything is everything. What it is to be will be. And like, it's so wild because nothing even matters is kind of like weirdly saying like the same thing. Right. It's like there, you know, none of this in the grand scheme of things matters, but everything is everything. It is what it is, you know. Um, after winter must come spring, you know? And it's just like, oh man, the concepts of like time always get me in albums. I love when artists talk about time, you know what I mean? Because music is, you know, decorating time essentially, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's, it's when you listen to a song, like you're taking up time out of your day, you know what I mean? And it's like, whenever artists talk about that, it just like hits differently for me. Uh, I just... I love that. And she just like talks about her creation and like her thought process and philosophy. And she just get it's like rare for an artist to be like so transparent, you know, and like just pouring out their heart and soul into stuff. And like when you get that, it's really special, you know, um, and it's it just like it's the perfect album for her is the perfect album for her, like in that moment. And like so many people can relate, you know, to all of these songs. There's such like general themes, you know, that people go through, like themes of love, themes of questioning, themes of like, you know, 
uh, existentialism and like what it all means and like figuring it all out. Like those are such human concepts. And like, so of course this is going to be like a legendary album that like no one ever really forgets about, you know, it's in, it's in the Smithsonian, you know what I mean? Like it literally is, it's in the library of Congress, you know, like they, even they had to recognize that, you know, like, <laughs> it's not just like the people it's just like literal institutions are like nah yeah this is this is an album we shouldn't forget about ever you know yeah, no, I agree you guys make amazing points and I think going into like what both of you guys said about at least like those two um, songs like specifically like thinking about how music like even as a child just listening to that and even if you don't understand like what all that means like the socializing of it all right like how that socialized you like orients you in your life like the messages you don't know that you're getting that you're getting and how that instructs the way you navigate like I think it's so like interesting because like I don't feel like as a kid necessarily like everything and everything like I love that song like, mm-hmm. I would have made it and everything but I don't know if I necessarily grasped the entirety of what she was saying but, like, looking back now, I can see how it instructed, like, or could have had force in how I viewed life, right? Because I think about, like, the social construction, right? How everything is, like, inherently socially, con- socially constructed. And how Kyle was talking about how, like, we give value to this thing called money that we just print. That we say that it's valuable because we trade it and we may give it value. We collectively give it power and thus it's important. But if we transition that and gave power to something else, then something else would have importance. And thus that would become obsolete and how, like just in her music like how like she kind of laid the foundation for me to start having those like that curiosity about that Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like how like when you listen to things you don't realize how you can like those messages help instruct the way you view life Mm -hmm. um especially if you like it's something that you go back to throughout time um but then also I think one of the songs so in X Factor she talks about like reciprocity talks about like emotional and physical labor and I think something that I touched on like I, I I drew from that was like how like black women across time right thinking back to slavery all the way till now right it's in this capitalist society we're expected to like expend our labor without like ever getting like to fill it back into right like we're, we're expected just to like expend expend labor into all our relationships and all this different thing thinking about like the strong black woman like to never be checked up upon, back up upon, never be to replenish. And then she talks about like, care for me, be there for me, cry for me, like live for me. Which is like, yeah, talk about like, somebody should be living for you. But like, it sounds good in talk. But um, just thinking about like that sentiment, I think it's something very powerful and how it still rings true today. Like those discussions still happen. Like with black women are still discussing those same topics today. Like, um, so. I don't know if you guys have thoughts about that. No, yeah, I mean, like, the, like I don't know if I have much more to add. That was, yeah, you killed it. Um, but, yeah, she just, I just love, you know, once again, talking about the themes of the album, like, it's the miseducation, you know? Like, it's such a perfect title, you know? And I know it was I'm referencing, like, another album, I'm sure. I forget exactly which one it is, but it's such the perfect title because she was so young and she was learning so much at that time. And like each song is pretty much like whenever she learned something, like she made a song about it. You know what I mean? And like that is just it's what every artist should do. You know, it's like it's textbook like it literally is, you know, and to do that at such a young age and to like really 
produced most of the album too like i know there was like she she had people working on it with her but like it was very clear that this was like her project and like she wanted to do she wanted to have her hands on like every single part of this album um to make it really her own you know and like yeah <laughs> i don't know you got anything else to add i'm just gonna mm. keep like saying the same thing over again about how good it is like yeah. it's, just, it's just that good you know no yeah no i feel you it really does deserve that much that intensity that we're all giving it to be honest because it does. is that it is that album like it is mm-hmm. and i think something that more so i know i keep coming back to this idea of radicalism yeah, I go for it. radicalism, but like, I think also what we're what we're looking at something I'm kind of also being introduced to myself is like the radical vulnerability. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really something I'm still like kind of like also trying to understand better as well. But essentially, it's really just putting it all out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, regardless of like who is going to like, I guess, judge you or you know, because she what the thing is like lauren lauren hill is really going to reach somebody with her words because they're all super relatable like you know what i'm saying like and i think also it extends i think to even like younger age brackets even when like at the at the end of the songs when she has like skits for example it's like young kids like talking about love and i remember um which song was it i think it was doo-wop when i think the teacher he he asked one of the he asked the students like like you think it's like a thing and like oh can you be too young to be in love and there's this one student like and she's just I think like just going off like really just talking about um really loving people things that I didn't really know at that age of just oh like you know just loving people or the difference between being in love and loving people or you know to really love people regardless of how they're like coming without really you know, loving them for all the perceived flaws or to love them without fear, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's really something I feel like is she's touching on, which is essentially just radical vulnerability. Radical vulnerability. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Album is just it's it's pretty much flawless because it has flaws, you know. Um, like I know that I I don't remember where I read this, but she was like she didn't want to make it like a perfect album. She wanted it to just be very raw and real, and you know, ironically enough, I think that's what makes it kind of like a perfect album. You know what I mean? Like that's you know, we're humans, like, we're not robots, you know, we're supposed to, like, make stuff that feels real to us and feels tangible, and, like, she does that in such a way that you believe, like, every single word she says, you know? I think that's another, maybe not problem, but, like, it sucks nowadays. As someone who listens to, like, a lot of music, like, not every album that's coming out these days sound very genuine, you know what I mean? Um... And that's not a knock on certain artists because there's a time and place for like different sounds and stuff like that. But like, I don't know. There are certain times when like I listen to an album and it's like, oh yeah, like I feel this, I relate to this, you know, like this is believable. I, 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 
I have a connection with this music that makes me feel like what they're saying is true to them and they really truly believe it, even if I might not agree with it 100%. And when you do agree with it 100%, like this album, you know, it's like it hits all that much more. And this is like one of those albums that's really special in that sense. It's like you can, like, you can just, I don't know how to describe it. You can feel her passion. You know what I mean? When she sings those lyrics, like, you believe that, like, it puts something in you that's like, wow, like, she is not messing around. She is not, like, pretending to be anything. This is very clearly an honest telling of, like, her life. And, like, man, I don't know. She was, like, 22. Like, it's just wild. Like, she was 22. And, like, I think she recorded it in Jamaica because she wanted, like, a safe space, like, around family and, like, people that, you know, or like, her people, you know what I mean? And, like, obviously the, the Marley influence is very real. Um but yeah, it's just, I don't know. Um, she was featured on Time Magazine, I believe, in 1999. Um, and she was the first hip-hop artist, not female hip-hop artist. She was the first hip-hop artist to ever appear on the front cover of Time Magazine. And, you know, this album is one of those albums that, like, they say is what helps fully, like, bring hip-hop into mainstream music, which... You know, it isn't explicitly a, a hip hop album any like way. Like, there's a lot more than just like hip hop on this and rap, but it's just it's transcendent and it's it's like absolutely wild to like know that you know to to like say that she she just pretty much like it was like no like hip hop and rap music black artistry is like here to stay in the mainstream like it's not going anywhere. It's yeah, there's so much here and. It's a monumental task for a 22 year old. You know, I, <laughs> that is just, uh, it's incredible. Um, yeah. I'm just glad that we have the album. Cause like you're saying, like listening to it as a kid, it's just, the vibes are good. It sounds good. And so you listen to it and then like years later, you really like listen harder and you like listen to the lyrics and you realize like the things she's talking about, like, apply to you and like everyone around you and it makes it all that much more special you know not every album is like that much agree much agree and i think going back you said like there's something like sometimes being yourself enough, especially being like a black woman existing as you exist i think you can feel like growing up black women is really like you have a certain innate curiosity or questioning or authority in like the world. And I think that shows like, when she like discusses these topics. Like it feels like she's never going to is, but I feel like because of the way she has experienced life, like that comes with like how she describes it and comes and comes out in her music. Um and then the next question guys, we can put it into two aspects. What social phenomenon that she brings to light, like hits home most for you, and then how does her music encapsulate both self, community, and society? Hmm. Chikai, you got something, or should I try to go first? I mean, it's so many to be honest. I yeah. think <laughs> I feel like well. I think, I guess, I think something that I think is really, like, detectable for sure 
is I think just the topic of like kind of like black love. Um, I think that's really like evident in like in a lot of ways, in a multitude of ways, um, where it's like communal love, like you know, romantic love, you know, um, parental love. Um, and I think I'll, honestly, like what I see is a lot of the focus is definitely on like um, dynamics between I think like black men and like black women. Uh, even in doo-wop, like, I remember, like, seeing this contrast within the song itself of when she says, Crystal by the case men still in a mother's basement, the pretty face men claiming they big, they, they be the big men. And on the other side, she also quotes that, like, look at where you be in, hair weaves, like, Europeans, fake nails done by Koreans. So I feel like she's... What I feel like she's saying here is really talking about how um, you have, like, you have these sort of, like, already these, like, kind of standards set for, right, Black women, right? And you have these, uh, you also have, um, I think, men also, like, in a state of privilege, really, like, being in a place where we are like always sort of like in this place of really receiving what we want because of how like the system, system caters to us. And what I'm seeing here is just like how, um, most important quote, how you gonna win when you are not right within. And that like spoke home to be honest, because it was really like, and then I think also this is where I feel like it becomes also anti-capital because she's really like, I feel like there's a lot of aspiration, of course, on all fields, like regardless of class, like there's this aspiration to get more money. And even funny enough, like I would say I had a moment maybe like two weeks ago where I heard a song saying something similar and it's just like, you know, like how are like the, how is like money gonna, you know, make me more just basically right within would like, you know, like, will it actually grant me this? Will it grant me that? Um, will it grant me the ability to understand myself better, have more self-awareness? And I think too, for something that's still like, still like is not in enough conversations, the fact that she's also saying this at this time, 1998, mm. again, it's really like something where it's almost like it's almost saying like Voldemort. You know what I'm saying? She's saying the thing that you're not supposed to say. She's saying like the the like the forbidden truth really of just like honestly calling out the our aspirations um when they're not really granting us or affording us um the ability to be more in tune, be more introspective, to be more like reflective. Mm. Yeah. Like, go ahead, go back. No, no, you can go first. I think you spoke straight back, um, Jakai, and thinking about like you're talking about that line where you're talking about um how men can like be in a bit but want to like have all these different rules and there are all these different things like women, what women must do, what women must be like. You still like what are you doing with yourself to grow and like feed into yourself to be a better person? Thinking about like. It's being so anti like anti patriarchy. Her being like so like 
who are you supposed to be? Like, how are you? Why do I have? Why do I have to be all this when you haven't even like lived up to your end of the bargain? But then also thinking about like women and thinking of like particularly black women and our need to like assimilate, right, to survive. Like the idea, like, so, but like, why are we doing this? Like, why do we feel the need to like live up to these like Eurocentric um, beauty standards? Like, why do we feel the need to change who we are for what and for whom? And then thinking back to like the patriarchy piece, right? Like, oh, it's patriarchy. Um, and how like it all kind of ties together in the end. So I definitely agree with you. Go ahead, Zach. Yeah, in terms of the theme, I mean, it's hard to escape the one of love and like learning about love. Like one of my favorite songs, like when it hurts so bad, you know, um, it's just such an emotional song. Um, it's, ah, man, it's like, what was the chorus? Like that what you want might make you cry. What you need might pass you by. If you don't catch it and what you need, ironically, you will turn out what you want to be, you know? And it's like, it's such an interesting way of like putting it to say that like your truer self will happen like after these hardships, you know what I mean? Like what you need is like kind of what you want. It's such a, it's like so deep and so like simply and eloquently put that it's like, of course the first like 50 times I heard it, like, I just don't know. I like, you know, it doesn't compute. It just sounds good. And you can feel like the pain in her voice. But it's, like, if you really, like, dissect it and read the words she says, like, these are such, like, ah, oh man. And whether she knew it or not, like, these are such intense, like, dense topics and, like, themes. And, like, the way she says it is so simple and, like, straightforward because that's what she was feeling at the time. You know, like, sometimes, like, the deeper truth isn't, you know, even fully understood by the artist. You're just trying to pick words that are closest to what you feel, you know? Um and that is what makes art so great because you can get to those deeper truths, you know, by trying to like lay it out in your own terms first. Um, and so, yeah, the concepts of like learning and failing um, and that being okay, um, you know, and being able to persevere through that and, you know, keep your head on straight and not let anyone like dictate, you know, where you want to go in life. Um, and then, you know, like once again, like she talked about it on, um, to Zion on right hold on let me see because she talks about um they said look at your career they said but instead I chose to use my heart you know that is just like and then for her to go live it you know that's the thing like artists you can say whatever you want in your songs but if you don't live it then I'm not gonna feel it like that you know like she really really did live it she decided to turn down what could have been like the biggest career ever who knows you know like we'll never know but it's you gotta respect that you know as an artist you've got to respect that saying like no this is i've said what i needed to say and she really did that <laughs> like she really said everything she needed to say she didn't leave like a single stone unturned um you can, yeah i'll still be listening to this album like years down the line and probably learning something new each time you know like there's just it's one of those projects so yeah that's what i got no, I, definitely I think going to like to Zion real quick um in the beginning unsure of what the balance took my belly overwhelmed by what i could have chosen to perform but the, then an angel came one day told me to kneel down and pray for unto me a child man would be born 
Well, this is well the crazy circumstance. I knew his life deserved a chance, but everybody told me to be smart. Look at your career, they say. Lauren, baby, use your head, but instead I chose like touch me not like un like un because really she wasn't married. So unwed motherhood, like young motherhood, right? And like being a black woman, like having all these different people like in your ears, what you have with, and having the strength to like and just also the musicality of this song. Like I put yeah. this on one of the March playlists, like for like to march through or whatever. But this song, the musicality, like the drum, everything is incredible. Like you can't help but like feel this on your soul. Um, and then she talks about like the reflection of his grace. Um, the now let me pray to keep you from the perils that will surely come. Talking about like racism, capitalism, all the different oppressions that she's like keenly aware of, and how she wants to like socialize and protect her child, and how she plans on protecting her child. I don't know. And then the chanting. Like the chanting, I think is what really gets me. When she's like, "Cause I am marching, marching, beautiful, beautiful." Like that part, really, I think takes up. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, she. It's just, it's so, it's so beautiful. Like the way that, you know, the lyrics match the sounds, and you know, the skits match the themes, and everything just ties in so perfectly. And you can only do that if, like that is actually how you're feeling and that's how you're living your life. You know what I mean? Like the music, the art, it's not going to sound that way unless it's true to who you are. And like, that's not any truer in this album than any other, you know, like it's, she just did her to the fullest extent. And if that's not, you know, the most radical empowering thing for, you know, anyone, let alone black women, it's like, of course, you know, like, of course, you know, people who actually care about music, who actually care about art are going to relate to this, you know, and even people who aren't as, you know, so into it, it's just like that far reaching, you know, it's, um, yeah, you got to appreciate someone like living their truth, right? Like, can't look away from that. I think, um, like like even like yeah to live your truth to put your truth on display like this like for the world to sort of hear and kind of listen to you i think is um honestly is admirable to to say the least to really like be able to even do that and i think um interestingly enough i think i'll appreciate this album even like 10 years from now because i feel like there's still something there's still like there'll be still there will be still so many lessons to learn and for um even now I think walking like the earth as a black man and not as like a dark skinned black woman, especially I think um already like there's things and there's themes here I'm not like fully understanding. I think that's why I also like really appreciate this album too, just because of like the perspective that I don't actually live myself. Um, I'm able to sort of get that from Lauren Hill. Um, and I think to really even just, in, even going back to the title of the miseducation of Lauren Hill, like I think about that a lot and I'm not exactly sure why she titled it that, but like, I think listening, I'm like, even if like, cause if I weren't to get the perspective of like you, Zach, or like Adriana, like, I'm wondering, like, am I alone, like, being miseducated, you know, because I'm not walking that sort of, like, 
lived experience. Mm. I don't know if y'all like thought about that, but yeah, I, I just thought that was really like intriguing. No, yeah, I think once again the title is so powerful. Like you said, I think it can mean so many different things. You know, like. You can say, like, the miseducation is, you know, what society has taught us, you know what I mean? Like, what, you know, we've been brought up to know that isn't true, or, you know, it could be the miseducation of Lauren Hill in the sense that, like, she was thinking things that, you know, she taught herself that weren't right, and she's learning to, like, undo all that. Um, it can be just her own journey to, like, learn, you know, and to, like, um, learn from her mistakes and learn from her hardships um, and that leading to a better education, but not in a very clean cut forward and straightforward sense. Like, you know, there's going to be ups and downs and you're going to believe things that maybe you don't believe a year from then, you know, and just knowing that and being okay with that and, um, and not settling for something, you know, and like really pushing forward to like find a, a better way to be, um, yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, and I relate to that, you know, like in my own life, like there are times when I was younger, I thought I knew everything, you know, I knew exactly what I wanted my life to be, what I was about and what I believed. And, you know, looking back on that now, it's like, was not right. And I don't agree with any of those things anymore, you know? And, um, but like in, in learning that lesson, I now have a different perspective because I, even though I once again feel very confident in who I am and what I believe, I have knowledge now that like it might not always be that way. Um, and my opinions can change and my beliefs can change and that's okay. You know? So yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I think you guys hit it on the nose, like that, that evolution piece, like where everything's ever changing, ever evolving and the ability like, I think that album does like is what does that so well. Like it evolves with us. Like it allows us to grow. And we're able to pull back layers as we go. Getting to you guys' title point. So I looked it up. So I thought it was James Baldwin, but it's Carter G. Woodson, who actually is the guy who found the man, the black man who founded um Black History Week, which turned into Black History Month. His book was published in 1993. It's called The Miseducation of the Negro. And I'm just reading a quick synopsis. So it talks about the thesis of Dr. Woodson's book is that black the Blacks of his day were were being culturally indoctrinated rather than taught in American schools. This conditioning, conditioning he claims black, Blacks to become dependent and seek out in figure places in greater society of which they are a part. He challenges his readers to become um, autodidactic and to do for themselves regardless of what they might have been taught. Uh, history, history shows that it does not matter who is in power, who those who have not learned do for themselves and, and have to depend on solely others never obtain any more rights or privileges in the end than did the beginning um and the quote from the book when you control a man's thinking you do not have to worry about his actions you do not have to tell him um not to stand there go one go yonder he will find his proper place and and will stay stay in it you do not need to send him to the back door he will go go without being told in fact if there's no back door he'll cut one um, for his special benefit, his education, his education makes it necessary. So, like that conditioning into like not telling the full truth of history, right? Telling like the sanitized version, making you feel like this is the right way, this is the hegemonic way of doing things, and thus we shouldn't fuck the status quo. And like her whole album is like bucking all the status quo. It's like all of this is just made up and fake anyway. So like, does it even really matter? Like, who cares? Like, who is authority and who? How it's like 
So I think she must have read this book because the album came out in '98, and she, the, her first album with the Fuji came out in '93. But just feel like the the ethos that she's pulling from, like the can, like the like the black liberatory canon that she's pulling from, and like um, I don't know, that's a lot for me. But the last question I have, and you guys can feel free to jump on that too. But the last question I have, like kind of pulling everything together. How does her legacy impact the collective history when we talk about like black women's thought, when we talk about black women's voices, when we talk about just um history in general, right? Like how does her that her album, her music, her um representation, right? How does that play into the collective history that we have voiced in? How does that play into how we shape the narrative around um all the different topics that she touches on? Yeah. Um, I, I'll go first on that one. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. Once again, the tie-in makes so much sense. Um, the inspiration makes so much sense. Um, and she really did, uh, you know, more than an amazing job of like having her take on that whole theme of like, you know, getting past the status quo, getting past like indoctrination and like thinking for yourself. Um, and that's pretty much what I think that the legacy of the album is and what it means for history is like it's inspired generations of people to like probably think for themselves to be okay with their emotions. And like, if something, you know, doesn't feel right, then like to be okay with that and like say, okay, um, I'm not going to just like take this sitting down, you know, I'm going to like say something about it. I'm going to make art about it. You know, I'm going to, I'm just going to stand up for my rights and what I believe in and, and no one can tell me otherwise, you know, if, um, even if, even if I'm financially successful, I will turn that all down. If I feel like it's not true to my values, you know, like if, if I feel like taking care of my family is way more important than making another album for a label or whatever, then I'm going to do that. You know, like that's not just the album. That's like her life, you know, that is like teaching those lessons. Um, you know, this is, a widely known album i think that you know i don't always care too much about that when talking about music i usually like what i like and you know numbers mean little but you know with an album that has reached like different countries and different you know uh continents and peoples and it's still like selling so well um you know it's one of the best selling albums of all time uh it's definitely like the best-selling neo soul album of all time i believe um it's just like there's got to be something there that like applies to everyone and that's like a legacy that she can stand on like her career is you know absolutely bona fide <laughs> like certified legendary and it's just like off of that one album like you obviously know that this album was powerful enough to like reach so many people and make these like really complex like deep concepts super accessible that's like what is you know such an accomplishment to me is like you know you can have you can write essays you know like you can write books and stuff that are really dense and really like um academic you know but they're not going to reach everybody you know and so to make to make an album that is so sonically beautiful you know that's so well produced um and then just to fit all of this knowledge in there um that's why that's why you know the legacy is going to live on that's why it has already made its stamp in history and will continue to do so yeah Alberta. 
that's that's really powerful. Um, because <clears throat> I think honestly, for me personally, um, I'm thinking about how there's so many things you can take away from this, honestly, but I'm always going back to sort of the duality within like this like project like even in like lost ones where she'll talk about um this idea of karma and then like in x factor she'll talk about um reciprocity this sort of like yin and yang like kind of factor um and kind of all her songs um and kind of like also talking about the world and how it kind of exists in like extremes like that of just something being like strict, completely good or completely evil. Um, I think she's really kind of like calling out that conception out and really like we kind of, we've all mentioned before of how like that is in itself um, fake, you know what I'm saying? Or not so much fake or as a part of like a system that's not serving, you know what I'm saying? And to also understand that not everything is super binary like that um, as well. But I think also what I really take away is the fact that she's just living here, like Zach said, her honest truth. But I think simultaneously, she's being also like her most authentic self. You know what I'm saying? And like mm -hmm. the fact that that actually like touched people, I think it's really, uh, it's really kind of like breathtaking to be honest with you. Um, and I think she is also doing just the thing of like being like, it's okay to feel. It's okay to like be hurt. And it's okay to feel all the emotions, the selfish ones as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think she's saying that we're allowed to do that, that black women are allowed to do that. Um, Cause I think like, she's really talking about like, you know, a lot of like, you know, when it comes to the you know the the trials that like you know black women are going through of like having to be super enduring all the time um and to endure everything and for her to really be like nah screw that i'm about to just like put it all on the table um that's radical <laughs> and i just i love that and i think i'll forever kind of love that and this album for that and i feel like honestly what lauren hill gave us was a gift um and i think Honestly, I'll be so forever grateful. And there were songs I even went back to, like, this is a little bit of a sidebar, but Superstar, um, yeah. I feel like I I feel like I low-key disrespected Lauren Hill because I did not know she could rap so lyrical like that, like, so lyrically well. Like, I was watching the lyrics, too. I was like... Yeah, go, go listen to Fuji's again, dude. Go listen to the score again. Period. <laughs> <laughs> for real but um just to kind of wrap it up i think like um this was an album before its time in all honesty and i think you could really do a whole dissertation on this album to be quite frank absolutely thinking about that when i was listening today i was like i could write a thesis i should have wrote my thesis but you could you could literally write a paper on it i got nothing left to say I don't know about y'all. I so I guess for like my thoughts, I think something that like I find like you guys both said, and I think it's really important too, is that like thinking about like the quote back from the spot and thinking back to the quote and like about Alice Walker and 
Michelle Collins, they talked about how a lot of times, you know, when we think about canons and feminist thought, we think about like scholars or like academics, right? And like those are people that get to like shape and create history, right? But like how it's important to think about like people like part of the performing arts thinking about movies, music, um, and the whole the whole entire span, the spectrum of what that can be. Now social media, right? And thinking about how that all influences and it has importance when you talk about like shaping how people um, view themselves, shaping thought, shaping thought production, and how like um, that moves the movement forward. Um, and I think that is something that's like super super valuable about her her um, music and also the that fact that like I feel like there's always gonna be this like like we kept saying throughout the whole discussion, but like this will never get old. Like, it's always going to be something that you can pull from this, that you can learn from this, that you can keep gaining knowledge from. Um, and if nothing else, just the mood alone, the ability to make you, like, feel, to, like, um, and radically feel like that, right? They really just be in tune with oneself and the lyrics in the song and just let that move you, whatever way that moves you. Um, but also to ultimately just, like, empowering Black women and girls at all stages in life, like, and remembering like being yourself just being and li living existing and questioning what is and what is in the world is like radical enough you know what i mean just keeping like your keeping your critical sensibilities alive in every situation that you go into and never fearing or like being less of yourself because of the way the world makes you feel like fucking that at all points in life i think it's definitely gonna live on and being a part legacy of her. Yeah, that part. <laughs> Honestly, but I, I know we probably got to wrap up soon, but I really wanted to say thank you to you both for, like, doing this. You know, like, I think I could yeah. think of two, like, any other two people that have this, like, do, like, dissect this album, to be honest. Like, y'all really gave Likewise, me man. perspective Likewise. that, like, Honestly, I wouldn't even thought of y'all really didn't like get on here with me to be real. Um, so like, thank you for giving your input and for honestly educating me on the miseducation of Lauren Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, man, I wouldn't rather I wouldn't want to do this with anyone else either. So, right back at you. You're the best. I couldn't think of two better people to discuss music with <laughs> you. So like, Mikey, this is a great. This is a great arrangement. Yeah. Indeed. And uh, yeah, if you want more conversations, I guess follow the National Black Cooperative. We're always trying to put out new stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got to go. I got to start making dinner. But yeah, thank you so much again for having this conversation. Love talking about music, especially good music. So. Big vibes. Big vibes. Big energy. I'll see you guys soon. Be yep. safe. All right. Thank cool. you. Peace. Have a good one. Good night, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for watching, too. Peace. Peace.